0: hello and welcome to the untuned podcast a show about learning how to excel in a data and digital driven world now here is your host gaurav kumar hello and welcome to the untuned podcast this is your host gaurav and in today's episode i'm very excited to welcome a guest that i truly admire for what she is doing to transform lives of others My today's guest is Sari Marsden. Sari is the co-founder of Sari's Performance International. That is a professional performance coaching institute that combines the principles of executive coaching, fitness training, and nutrition in order to transform leadership. Sari is also an elite trainer in Nike Training Club and a gold medalist in Southeast Asian fitness physique competitions. Sari is a professional certified coach accredited by International Coach Federation, and she is also a co-author of the book, Fit to Lead, Transforming Your Leadership with the 5 Pillars of Performance. Now, this is a life-changing book. So let's welcome Sari Marsden and hear more from her. Hello Sari, welcome to Untuned Podcast. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, Gaurav. I am very well, thank you. I'm very uh, excited to be here. Uh, Thank you for inviting me for the podcast. 2021 has been treating me well at this moment.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, absolutely. Um, So, you know, uh, before I start conversation, I just wanted to admit and confess that, you know, since the time I met you a couple of years back and all this stuff that you have been doing around raising awareness and helping people with fitness goals, and taking it to the larger objective of you know what we call as performance and success in life Uh, i have been really intrigued about this right so uh, probably this is the time where i would like to uh, you know take an opportunity for myself uh, to listen to your journey like what really prompted you to do this you know when did you start and you know uh, how is it like having a commitment to make others lives better with this right so tell us a little bit about your journey so far
1: so my journey, um, so, so I used to be, let me, you know, let me just uh, take you to my story line of my life. I used to be a radio broadcaster, actually. So my whole life and whole of my dream was actually to become um, a radio broadcaster. And um, so all of my study was all about communication, journalism, et etc. et cetera. And I loved it so much. And so I had that career for uh, more than 10 years. And um, and then I met uh, Marcus, my, you know, my husband now. And um, and then I changed my career because, uh, you know, we got to live in a new country back then in Hong Kong. And so, you know, so I was kind of, you know, so I was kind of a little bit disappointed because I got to let go of my, the career that I knew, Right? Yep. And I thought it was the only thing that I could do that I could contribute to this world. And then suddenly it was gone. And so uh, when, when we lived in Hong Kong, um, I started uh, my fitness journey. And the reason of it was actually because of Marcus. Because Marcus started his fitness journey. And then when he started his fitness journey, I noticed there's a different conversation uh, between husband and wife. I couldn't follow whatever he was talking about, uh, cardio, weight training, etc., etc. And so this is the, the, uh, the competitive side of me that's saying there's no way I get to be left behind. So I got to hire my own personal trainer. I got to go to the gym. I got to find out what is this all about? And so that's how it all started. So to be honest with you, I really, I really thought that time I didn't have any problem whatsoever with the fitness journey. However, um, when I, you know, when I started my fitness journey, I realized that actually I gained so much more energy. I gained so much more clarity in the way I focus uh, with my work, right? And then I'm um, on the other hand, um, I also. Um, Becoming an active um, personal coach as well, as in the leadership and development uh, coaching. And I develop myself as well in that um, uh, area. And so my life is pretty much about fitness and leadership. And then Marcus is also a leadership trainer, and we both are very passionate in this, you know, in this journey of personal growth, development, leadership, and then with a newfound passion, which is um, uh, fitness and nutrition. So our conversation around our marriage is pretty much about that. So we, we've been married for 13 years now. Um, we don't have children, but we produce a book together, which you know it. it's yeah. called It's titled Fit to Lead, and that's pretty much our baby. That's pretty much our work um, of how we can integrate the the fitness, leadership, performance, physical, mental, and emotional state into uh, performance. So that's you know, so that's that's how it's all started. You know, it's um, uh, my journey of uh, from radio broadcast into a personal training into a professional coach. And I have been doing uh, this professional coaching. It's for uh, more than 10 years now.
0: Awesome. Uh, well, that's a great, that's a very, very interesting journey, right? So. A couple of things that I could pick from there is one, uh, you know, the changes in the dynamics uh, from a personal identity perspective, and that led to you to uh, really explore a new field of interest. And uh, another thing or which is really, really important and convincing for me is that you know i always uh, sort of imagined that this is to be a very very long journey of fitness like i would i would imagine 25 years or so um, and and would have been very very organic but i'm really you know intrigued to know and learn that you know it has started at a later period of time uh, in your life and then today that has become the passion and the reason and the commitment so um, mm. uh, that's a brilliant story to learn from for from, from me as well now yeah so uh now you know moving on to the fitness world right and the whole idea of uh you know uh, making people aware about the need for the fitness whether you're talking about the mental physical emotional fitness right i mean there are plenty of resources around if i just talk about myself if i have to explore their apps there are uh, different regimes there are gurus right who are who are preaching and and telling you the resources that are available so For, you know, uh, somebody who is, say, uh, somebody who is of a similar profile like that of mine, like, you know, uh, pretty much ingrained into what I do on a professional side, a busy life. Uh, Now, what's the right starting point? What is the right approach? What is it that people miss if they have to be a success on this path of, you know, starting on a fitness journey versus people who fail?
1: Mm. So what is the right approach to start on the fitness journey is really depending on the person's capacity to see what is important for them. So we all know that fitness exercise is good for your health. However, we also pondering with the, the fact that many people are not including exercise in their uh, lifestyle, right? So it's for me, um, uh, You got to start somewhere. We know it. Research also indicates that the way um, we behave around wellness lifestyle, i.e. if we sleep well, if we eat well, if we move well, if we stay in a healthy relationship, it's all good for our brain. It's all good for our health. And it's all connected. For some people, they will start their healthy lifestyle by paying attention to their sleep quality. And when they sleep well and then the next morning they feel much more energized and they are called to move more, right? And then they will expand their territory of of, of wellness lifestyle into movement. When they get to move their body, they start realizing the necessary of needing a good nutrition and they start paying attention to the nutrition. And then when they become a healthier person, they realize that actually... On top of everything, what's the most important thing? Yes, the good look is important. Yeah. Don't we all want to look good, right? Yes. But the yes. most important thing is actually when they are emotionally connected to the purpose, why they want to be fit. Now, I work a lot with the executive, uh, the leaders, the CEO. And when they come to me, the first thing that they want to show me is the picture of six-pack apps. Right. Look, sorry, I just want to work out so that I get to look good. Now, that is really cool, right? Yep. However, six months later, and uh, the result uh, appeared that I don't get that six-pack abs as per picture. However, I realized, this is according to my most of my clients, I realized that I notice the energy towards my team, the energy towards my family become different. I notice a shift in the energy. I have much more energy to play with my kids. I get to become a better father. And therefore, I am much more emotionally connected to this kind of purpose rather than just a good look. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that then it becomes a more a sustainable part of it. But answering the question again, what is the right approach to start on the fitness journey? Well, for some reason they get it immediately because it is something important. There's emotional uh, connection to it. I want to become a better person, better father, better wife, or whatsoever. And for some people, they just got to start by doing it and then it will expand to a different kind of territory.
0: Right. Yeah, no, I I absolutely relate to that. You know, uh, I have been talking about myself and, and I've tried to uh, do a couple of things, right, and 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 really uh, try to use some of these resources. And I've taken particular approach to its my needs. But uh, the important piece that you were talking about is the emotional connection to this story and the goal that you want to achieve. Uh, well, that's really really important because you know, uh, as you know, I am going into uh, exploring this more and more. Um, I personally feel that you know some of the goals that you're talking about, say becoming a better active father. When I when I mean from a better father, is like I have a toddler and you know uh, I relate so much to that so I think um, yes I mean open to interpretation on that but I think it is there are different approaches if I can understand that well and mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, it's also up to individuals in terms of which journey uh, suits them right but uh, you know uh, linking upon to the emotional piece of the whole story and the goal I think uh, one thing uh, over the last couple of years which I have experienced um, personally but also with a couple of friends that I know in my circle is the importance of uh, the emotional and mental health Right. And mm-hmm. people have been going through different aspects of life, um, ups and downs. And there are, you know, resources today and there are people and there is awareness out there, which talks about the importance of mental health, for example. Now, uh, I've been trying to find this relation, right, and and say, okay, so how is it directly correlated? Right. So, for example, I would say that, well, if you have a healthy body, you have a healthy mind and vice versa. Uh, but in, um, in an execution, what does it mean? Which comes first? Should I take care of my mental health, emotional health first and then go on to a fitness journey? Is it a conjoined journey where you can start uh, on both the levers and start doing something? Uh, what's, the, what's the tight correlation between an emotional fitness versus a, uh, you know, a physical fitness, if I can say so?
1: That is a great question. And um, here's me offering the way I see about a human beingness, okay, when I work with uh, my client and also when my husband and I we work with uh, with people, we take a good look at people from the three elements, the physicality, the physical state, the mental state and emotional states. And often, often um, you know, the common uh, point of view is that we see it like a different set kind of thing, you know, body, Mind, emotion, as if they are three separate things, but actually, it's all related. Um, your your mind life in your body, your emotion lives in your body. Your body uh, can also uh, influence your emotion and your mental uh, wellness as well. And we know it from the uh, the current research that also um, indicates the power of the chemicals that make you happy in your brain the serotonin the dopamine oxytocin endorphin at the very you know at the very uh, basic level when you move your body is that you know it brings you know it brings the the happy chemicals in the brain right so that's so that's that's the one one way of seeing it from research point of view and then from the experience point of view is that we notice when um when we are emotionally connected to the purpose we are moved to create something now when our mindset when our mental Uh, wellness is set for the growth mindset instead of the fixed mindset we tend to move more and to create more and welcome more relationship into our life in the physical in the physical states the more we really move our body this is just based on my experience definitely when i move my body i create a different kind of mood So I get to experience uh, mood and I notice how mood is very contagious. So if I walk into the room and my mood, my body is, uh, my posture is uh, collapsing. I have tightness all around my body, all around my forearms, all around my facial muscle. Um, The way I stand is collapsing. I create a different kind of mood, as compared to if I stand up and stand feet firm on the ground and opening up my body. You know, so I notice I work a lot with the, the leadership presence building as well, and and I notice how the power of the how we carry our body into this world really creates mood uh, for people around us, and more than that, uh, it's also creating a sensation of. Um, yeah, I am in my body, you know, I am, right. you know, I am living right here. I'm present over here. Yeah,
0: so that's the aura, right? I mean, if you talk about the uh, leadership presence, when you talk about, if you look at you know, the greatest orators, speakers, uh, people who have a great public presence, um, you would notice the difference. I mean, like that, that could be subtle for people who are in, ignorant of the fact that the way you carry and the, the way you present yourself uh, has a lot of do lot to do with you know everything that that comes forward, right? So
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And it's you know I think for me, um, what works with me and what works in my coaching uh, works is that sometimes we get stuck in the uh, the mental conversation, right? Uh, sometimes you're also stuck in how I don't know how to navigate this emotion, and sometimes the most the simple way of dealing with that is just by moving the body or giving the body a restoration piece that it's needed. And then uh, the emotional and then the mindset will also follow along with it. The key here is Quev is all about the alignment and integrating it and not treating it as a separate thing from one another.
0: right. Yeah yeah the harmony is important. Now okay so on that I think you've already talked about some some of the principles and the guiding rules about. How to do it right um I, I want to take this opportunity to double click into fit to lead a great book thank you so much for writing that together with marcus uh,
1: thank you for the shout out <laughs>
0: No, it's, uh, it, it had a great impact, you know, of course. And, you know, it's, 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 even today, it's on my study table. And uh, I, I keep on referring pages. And, and that's exactly the reason that I wanted to have you on this podcast, because I wanted to have that benefit, you know, uh, going out there with, with the people and, and the people that I know in my network. Um, so I know there are, you know, I, there are five pillars in Fit2Lead right and uh, mm-hmm. uh there are certain principles that guide the flow of that book and how you practice that book which is which is the most important thing right uh, uh so so tell us a little bit more about you know uh, how did you come to those concepts uh you know and, and what does it really mean so if you have to put fit to lead in the work framework uh how does that look like
1: okay so this so fit to lead um, yes, it's it's um, it's work, but also for me behind that work is actually about my relationship with uh, Marcus That's the story for me. That's a story near dear to my heart is that whenever we We, we come back from our work uh, back then I was still you know as involved heavily in the personal training work and then my husband heavily work in the personal development we you know we just come home and we talk about our clients like oh yeah okay so what I noticed I said to my husband I said to Marcus like what I noticed from my client is actually what limiting them is not about the physicality element it's not about their mental because they know they can do it
0: but it's a lot about the
1: lack of emotional connection to the purpose why and also the self-belief that they have about themselves. Right, so Because in terms of movement quality, they can do it. I know it. So my husband, on the other hand, he said that, yeah, what I noticed from my client, because he worked a lot with the executive back then. And then he said, what I noticed from my client, when I asked them to move their body, I noticed that they create a different kind of result. I noticed that in, in, it enables them to... Um, um, their growth, their learning—you know—the composition is different, etc., cetera, et cetera. So, both of us, me and Marcus, we decided that you know what we need to we need to write this um, in a way that uh, we believe, in a way that promoting the uh, physical state into the leadership development, because what we notice usually. And what's often happening is actually when you go for a leadership course, you just sit down and then absorbing all the uh, the knowledge or the experiential learning. But what's missing is actually the lack of using the body as a domain for learning, you know, for performance, also for performance presence. So we want to bring that. And we're not saying that the emotional intelligence or um, the intellectual conversation or theory about leadership is not important. They are important as well as the body. So we want to tap in to link it, you know, the, the power of the body alongside with the mental and emotional states. We realize that's what works in bringing up the internal uh, change for someone to change powerfully is that when they click the dot connect the dot the physical mental and emotional state boom I want to create change boom however what sustain in the journey because we we want to win not just one time right we want to win we want to create a winning habit we want to create a sustainable journey in in this uh, growth what we find it so um, compelling to share is the other two pillars which are support and practice. So support is back with the uh, the spine of the leadership that we believe. Leadership is relationship. So support is actually enrolling other people to be in my support system. You know, so that I can co-create relationship with this person. I, you know, I, I, if I want to create a, a support, therefore I need to show up differently, sure. right? So to have other people to support you it's already a challenging uh, journey for some of people, okay? And then practice is about to doing it in a high repetition again and again and again and again and again. So what we are practicing over here is more about the capacity. So when we put the fit feet together, when we move our body or when we do fitness um, workout, for example... Our question to our uh, clients is that what capacity that you want to uh, practice in this movement. So the fact that you go to the gym three times per week, it's actually a great practice of commitment. Right. Right. It's like, yeah, I go to the gym again, 7 a.m. in the morning. Wednesday, 7 a.m. in the morning. Friday, 7 a.m. in the morning. Whether you like it or not, you keep showing up. That itself, it built a practice of what it means to be committed so that's so to help our clients to identify that as a practice really powerful for them to create that sustainable um, journey or performance so that's why we believe in that the internal factor physical mental and emotional states and then the external factors they are support and practice
0: right Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I want to take this opportunity to, again, recommend to my listeners that please do go look up to For Fit to Lead. It's a great book. If you don't have a copy, please grab it. Um, Reach out to me, reach out to Sarai, but uh, it's a great book to follow, read. Now, leading to the leadership question, uh, you know, I just wanted to come back on this and say, uh, when we talk about the leadership development through realization of you know, how fitness is important, um, how the physical self is important, how the mental, emotional self is important for leadership development. Now, having worked in, uh, especially in this region, uh, can I say Southeast Asia region, uh, is, is this where you're primarily worked upon or do you also have, uh, you know, clients um, or beneficiaries that you work with in other countries?
1: Yeah, we do have um, uh, clients outside of Southeast Asia, but this is fine, the region is fine.
0: Yeah, so uh, you know, I'm just trying to understand that and make it a little bit more real for for people who are at a stage. Is that uh, for the leadership? You know, of course, time is a challenge, right? And 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 and, and the primary excuse, right? So if you ask me, if you ask uh, the, you know, so senior people at different companies and different kinds of job roles, uh, they will always give that excuse. But excuse of uh, time, right? If you have to get into a commitment for fitness. Uh, now, other than that, what are some of the nuances that you know, is it the awareness of the problem? Is it that, um, you know, the, the way there are, could be a societal structures, right? Uh, but what are the, some of the overarching, um, you know, uh, sort of challenges and, and gaps that you see at the leadership level today in the, in the region, if I have to talk about say, uh, typically a Southeast Asian country. Why is that not many people are, uh, well, one thing is being aware about these things, but also practicing it. What are the real challenges here?
1: the real challenge um, based on my experience working, uh, working with them is that A um, there's too much um, they are much focusing on the knowledge I'm not saying that the knowledge has no uh, power knowledge is very powerful however uh, they sometimes what gets in the way for them um, changing is that they, they think that they need to know everything before they do it So, for example, okay, I want to go, you know, I want to go for, um, you know, exercise, fitness. Well, I need to know the right thing first, you know, before I do it sometimes, right? So, so this, instead of, um, instead of uh, asking support, get a coaching, for example. I'd rather to do it on my own and I need to know everything. Okay, so sometimes that's, that's what's get in the way. So, um, putting the putting the uh, the theory first before the practicality for some people um what gets in the way for them uh, in creating fit to believe um, habit is um they want to start big and they don't want to start um small again it's you know you gotta sometimes you gotta start um you got to do things now, although that thing is small. But you got to start it right, you know, right now, although that's the small steps. So they tend to uh, neglect the power of the small steps, and they want to be on top of the Mount Everest on day one. You know, so there's so there's that. Uh, sometimes that it, it gets in the way. And I'm talking here not only for the fitness goal, but also in the leadership goal as well. So what I sure. notice is a lot of impatience of um of growing uh their team of growing themselves there's a lot of um impatient and i want to get the result now and it has to be immediate which yeah. nothing wrong with that you know that's absolutely uh, valid i also yeah. one of those people who like to get the result now right and <laughs> but also just notice when it gets in the way right when when i should notice when uh, my desire to get the result to get the immediate result may get in the way for me to develop other leader to develop other people to grow and to win what i notice a lot in the other uh, leadership nowadays uh, especially also in you know in the past year because because it's, it's very unfortunate uh, situation okay. a lot of pivoting, a lot of challenging you know, changing everything else. There's a lot of, um, there's a mix of emotion. There's a mix of uncertainty. There's a mix of um, anxiety, Mm -hmm. but also, um, you know, it's, it's just, um, uh, it's just not enough time, basically. And so for them to be present, to do things one step at a time is very challenging for them. So yeah, the you know the 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 impatience, the uh, the need to be in a state of fast uh, track, yes, or good. using the same yeah, or using the same standard as before that was you know that was not working at all including in the fitness industry so if i use the same standard as the day prior coffee for example mm-hmm. and i want to um, and i want to apply that in the in the zone in the pandemic zone it's not gonna work you know in in some way i gotta you know i got to apply a different standard that yeah. is perhaps is different with the old standard
0: yeah you brought a very very interesting point because you know i have been trying to practice this for a while now and uh, which is really expertise um, versus experimentation, right? Because we are so sort of trained blame it on our education systems, uh, blame it on the way the companies work and, and, and the professional networks work, all of that, right? So uh, the fear of failure and then fear of doing things which are out of routine is, is real, right? Uh, so even in the in, in, in kind of job that I am into, for example, um, yeah, from a knowledge gain perspective or from a success perspective, it is important that you learn how to experiment and take those calculators take a step forward for an absolutely new thing for that matter, right? Um, which I'm glad to learn that is also applies uh, in a similar way to the overall uh, leadership development and, and the fitness development as well.
1: Yeah, Ooh. yeah.
0: Um, you know, that's very interesting. Now, you know, moving on to uh, more on my side of work, right and uh, you know that i have been into the the digital technologies field and uh, what it essentially means is that uh, uh, there's stuff that we talk about technology, right? There's stuff that we talk about man versus machines, uh, the stuff that we talk about um, how technology has been uh, encroaching in our lives and things like that. So where do you um, uh, see that, uh, you know, in in your, you know, uh, uh, the way you are connected with technology today? I'm sure you are also leveraging uh, technology for uh, some of your personal needs, but also for, could be for professional needs as well. Now, where do you see that boundary? Uh, do you think technology is a good, bad, bad, uh, um, uh, we just need to strike the balance. What's your point of view?
1: This is point of view as a, an average citizen of the world, okay, um, uh-huh. about the digital world. And what I noticed, Gaurav, is mean, very funny, this you know, this question that you addressed to me about technical, wor- technical world. And what I noticed that comes to me emotionally, I, I noticed the experience of uh, anxiety, I notice the experience of uh, fear of being left behind again you know in the future will i be able to keep up with the uh, the current technology right um and it's just i think the other day you know just a quick story over here because the other day me and and marcus we celebrated our Thirtieth uh, wedding anniversary. She's you just had a nice um, date, right? And then the the table next to us, uh, there were a couple youngsters, definitely, and um, and they play game while they were dating. And I was like looking at Marcus. I'm like, is this new kind of date? Like. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, I have no romantic. idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: exactly. And, and and I don't have any distinction what to call it as well. Right. We, we both coach and I love all the distinctions and everything else. And I is this, you know, is this how it works? And they connected to one another. They but they play a game, right? And it's just yeah. how interesting, you know, how interesting which you know, I would say that that it's in the public and you know, it's in a restaurant and stuff like that. How interesting. So for me. Um, how do I see technology? Really depending, I can see it as an enemy or I can see it as an ally or I can see something that really will challenge me moving forward. And and for me, the way I assess myself, I know that I'm not a tech safety person. However, mm-hmm. I'm willing to do what's necessary. For example, my social media. If anyone wants to ask about how to be... Um, popular on the social media i am the worst person to ask because i have no idea how to market myself whatsoever okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. well, well, your, your work speaks for it uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah but you're you're pretty responsive and i think well and um, that's what i meant from balance and i think uh, if you ask about my personal opinion i think uh also because my job demands for it and you know um I do believe in, you know, as you said, marketing and stuff. But, uh, you know, at some point in time, actually, it was a very big detriment for me to have a balanced life because I was so addicted, I would say, right? Like that, uh, you know, sort of urge to constantly respond, look for the updates and things like that. And that led to a great feeling of anxiety for me. And uh, mm. now, so I've been learning to have that balance, like I have stipulated times, right? And then I say that, okay, uh four to six or four to five i'm not touching my phone i'm not doing this stuff like that and i had to introduce those because it was actually translating into physical evidences of problems right and you know uh, i had you know lack of sleep and those kind of things and 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 actually it was a medical uh sort of suggestion from from a doctor saying that uh, you need to find the balance so it could actually be uh, really impactful in that
1: sense and this is why you you know you bring to um a great point from my uh uh uh, from my, the way I stand is from the um, from the body wellness because um, this is why tuning in with your body, checking in with your body is very important to know when that boundary is being violated. For example, if I spend too much time on my you know on my phone, and then I suddenly realize that there's a lot of tension in my palms, tension in my forearms, and then my neck suddenly there's you know there's a pain had pursued culture right and it's it's this is why it's important that okay what is enough is enough so sometimes we get to see we got to be able to do that and so often people just get carried away I also get carried away sometimes right looking at the screen computer taking care of the, the social media life and forgetting about that actually we need to create life in the in the real life right so it's it's really come back again to the coaching perspective is that i help a lot of clients to uh, to help them to set a healthy boundary yeah so i don't know whether the balance is always there for me you know for me the work-life balance is kind of a myth i have no idea what is balance actually but i do know when uh, my clients and also me on my personal experience when i set a healthy boundary it means that i Allowing myself to say what is okay and what is not okay, and what requests I do uh, need to make, mm-hmm. such that my future will be better. You know, if I don't make any change right here, right now, if I don't make any requests, then forever my future will stay the same or even worse. So that's you know, so that's um, you know, you brought up a, a great you know a great um, a place uh, for me to uh, chip in in terms of. Me, in my personal experience, I tune in with my body. So I know when it's, you know, when my body gives me a kind of sensation that nah, it's just not a happy place for me to to stay. Although it's very nice and comfortable automation with all the technology, but this is not good for my health, then, okay, I got to step away.
0: Absolutely. No, that's perfect. So, um, well, uh, from that, now I would uh, want to move on to uh, a topic that I think is um, you should find that you will find it for that I do uh, now I have read through you know I did my fair bit of research about you and uh, I figured out that uh, there is a sense of uh, you know being a proud woman right and you know uh, uh, we know that you are a successful uh, role model could be for for many people now you know I see that uh, and there are mentions about you know the strength and fitness and and, and fitness goals and um, health and wellness and all of that for specific to women now uh, as much I could uh, not understand women nobody does (laughs) but uh, uh, I wanted to understand uh, like you know one some of the work that you have been doing is specific uh in that direction like support and help help um the women community but also more to that uh, why is it and, and what are the things which are sort of specific and different when it comes to talking about fitness health uh leadership performance uh to a woman audience right if you have to uh, uh talk about all of these principles what are the subtle nuances and differences which apply to women
1: for me, um, working with, working. Okay. So fitness performance leadership is pretty much my domain. And then you add on women and that becomes my, um, my sweet spot of work because that will allow me to, to create, um, you know, a meaningful, uh, purpose, you know, of why I do what I do. And as a woman, what does it mean by living in this feminine body? Right. And for me, um, I I grew up as you know as as a child who um, often being told to fit in or um, you know and also on the other hand I was also told to stand out from the crowd you know Um, and and both of this narrative I got to fit in because I want to be accepted Um, I got to stand out from the crowd because um, because I got something to offer, right It, it both doesn't fit me well in in that manner you know it it feels like it's either or game you know it's like either this or that and Mm -hmm. i don't find it i don't find it satisfied for myself so the whole fitness journey the whole leadership and personal development growth uh, development growth for me is actually comes to the point where actually in the world where I was told to fit in or I was told to stand out from the crowd, actually, I do have alternative choice, which is I want to be fit to lead it doesn't matter where I end up maybe you know maybe I will end up fitting in because I want to collaborate with other leaders. Maybe I end up with you know standing out from the crowds you know in on top of in front of the stage, speaking to people public speaking, which I used to be you know it used to be my Right. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna go there. You know what I mean? It's but, but, but actually, when you are committed to something bigger than yourself, then you kind of, in a way, you kind of forget yourself, right? And you just follow whatever it is real for you. And I notice in especially developing uh, women in leadership, I notice what gets in the way is so much about um, their narrative of what what strong woman should look like or should behave or. Or proper or super nice woman should feel and should look like or should right. do or should behave etc etc so um, it's you know for me for me I help them to define what is strong women um, for them you know what, what does it mean for mm-hmm. them let them redefine it yeah. and um, and also to, you know, the power of asking for support for others. And what I notice, what gets in the way, is that yeah, the stigma of I need to be a superwoman, what it means is that I got to do everything all by myself. Right. And that is not true. The um, you know, the power of for me personally being feminine is that I get to embrace both sides of me. One is the yeah the, you know, the, the result, the challenging muscle, the, you know, the, the strength, the grit, right there. And then there's another side um, of me, which is, you know, grace, that's a sensitive, vulnerable side. Right now, how can I, how can I um, access these both sides of me? And for me, Gaurav, this is, again, very personal point of view, definitely. Yeah. The way I see it, I, I always inspired by women who show up, uh, not afraid of showing their strength, their grit, right? The, bah, let's go, boom, powerful. But also not afraid of showing their sensitivity, their, their sense of relatability with other people. You know, and in a genuine manner. I am so very inspired by that kind of leader.
0: Sure. Yeah, and I absolutely appreciate that. And I think, of course, uh, well, we don't want to uh, have this as a as a conversation around the gender neutrality and and, and gender stuff. But but essentially, I think uh, 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 absolutely appreciate the fact when you say that you know there is when you, you are able to explore both sides of things. Well, that's a very very interesting insightful point, right? Because um, you don't want to be just biased, developing yourself as. Uh, as you say just a superwoman right but the whole idea is that as a complete human um and, and that completely resonates with me now well uh, moving on from uh from from, from women um uh, you know a very personal question for me now because i am as i said i have a toddler um i have a four years old uh girl child mm-hmm. uh, but keeping that aside Now, when we talk about this fitness, when you talk about uh, personal growth and the growth mindset, I think uh, my understanding is that one of the major roadblocks has been the way we have been groomed, right? And it could be limitations in terms of what we heard, what we saw as a child. And and there is a big impact on the psychology of of your development and what you follow in life. So looking at all the changes that's happening today, right, looking at the world that we live in, What are the insights that you would want to give around? What's the right way of, you know, sort of ingrained, um, you know, right way of ensuring that uh, this thinking around, you know, the growth mindset is ingrained to the children as we raise as a parent, right? So you have to um, uh, reach out to some parents and talk about uh, how to raise a child who's aware of the importance of uh, fitness, growth mindset, and the concepts that you're talking about. Uh, What what are some of the uh, some of the ideas that you could give?
1: Okay, I'm going to answer it this way. Okay, so first of all, I'm not parent, and so I'm not going. You know, I'm, it's not my place to give advice. Uh, I my relationship with my mom is pretty much like walk in the park. But sometimes it can be like a Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, <laughs> and we love, we love each other. Okay, we love each other. And so, but I've been, uh, I know how it feels when I was four years old or five years old. And I do have niece and nephew. And what I'm going to, my way of answering that question is that if I get to give advice for myself, my four years old uh, girl or five years old girl, what would it be, right? it's one gosh girl play out loud just play 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 um i think being being a being a child it's what i noticed my experience was all about it's about exploring the world right it's about exploring yes there will be calm moment when we need to push the boundary you know challenging the territory Okay, what is not okay, but for me, young, you know, young children is all a lot about play and play and play, expressing themselves. That it's okay to feel deeply. That it's okay to feel disappointed. Uh, disappointed. That it's okay to feel winning. You know, it's so it's just to be okay to express their emotion right. from you know from the very beginning. And I and in my work, Gaurav, I work with the uh, with the. Uh, yeah, with the students from Mountbatten Vocational School here in in Singapore, that they right. are, uh, they are fourteen to twenty two years old, and they are students with uh, uh, disabilities. Um, oh. Some of them they have like learning challenging, and and it, it's also in a way for me it it, it allows me to to express, um, you know, just play and what it means to be joyful, you know, and it's. You know, it's it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm adult, I'm coach, I have accreditation, this, and that whatsoever. For the moment when I teach fitness done with them, it's just a matter of, you know what, let's express this thing called authenticity. Just be joyful, just play, and just move the body. Right. Literally. So I'm not sure if I'm answering, if that's the answer that you want to hear, but it's definitely coming from, uh, you know, the child. Yeah, I
0: mean, that really helps. I, I, well, yeah, yeah, Well, I appreciate the fact that it's connected to the experience, and um, yeah. Well, I'm trying to do. I'm probably I could relate and build similar lines, but uh, there is always a chances and room for improvement as a parent, you know.
1: <laughs> uh, definitely, so, definitely. I, I definitely, will, uh, what works? For, but yeah. if I have, you know, I, you know, do you mind if I ask you a question? So, what works um, for you?
0: Well, you know, as I said, uh, this is this comes from my personal practice and I'm still learning, right, different aspects of uh, of life, if I could say, so larger. But I think that experimentation pieces, I've, I've been really, really obsessed about this, right? So I really believe in, as you said, and, and you worded it as if, you know, say, play, play and play on. Uh, but for me, it's really because uh, similar to your story, as you said, that life is probably about connecting the doors. Like So as a child, I was very creative. I would always step into uh, stuff. Like probably if I probably think, um, you know, I was very fascinated about stories and people, somebody, uh, if I see someone who would be really good at telling interesting stories as a child, even right, uncles and aunts around, uh, I would be very fascinated about it. And then after all of this, uh, these years that I have done multiple things and been places, right? Um, I think uh, some part of this is that I, I have rediscovered, uh, you know storytelling. I think I like doing that. Uh, so uh, it is important, and and I make sure that as a the child, um, my daughter, experiences that freedom of expression and but also freedom of experimentation, which is important. Rather than saying mm-hmm. hey, here is the boundary, you have to be like I don't want to uh, you know I don't uh, say that you know in a couple of years I want to say my child to be the brightest uh, you know academically the brightest kid in the class. But I'll be very happy if she has a. Diversification in the personality. She has uh, a few of the interests that she's exploring just because she experimented that way, right? And she has that freedom to experiment. So I'm trying my best to practice that, and, and that looks like that works. Yay! <laughs> Good shout out. Well, so with that, um, uh, you know, uh, very insightful conversation. And uh, I'm reaching out to my last question, which is. Uh, You know, just give us a generic piece of suggestion. People who are at the brink of taking a decision to start a transformation journey tomorrow, like people who are ready and saying, "Hey, I'm looking for a motivation today. What could motivate me to start and stick to a journey, transformation journey, from a fitness goal perspective, from a uh, you know growth perspective tomorrow? What is your um, simple advice to them?
1: Start now. Start small. Some people people resist to start now they will find a perfect reason or perfect excuse to not start now now it's not the right time now it's never the right time some people resist the word um, small they like I said before they just want to be on top of uh, Mount Everest on day one they want to see the big result now but they refuse to start Start small So often what I realize and what works based on my experience is that to create a winning habit, to create um, excellent performance habit, to create a sustainable uh, change in the wellness uh, lifestyle is this um, power of start now and start small. You know, it's it's both sides. So what is it that I can do in five minutes? What is it that I can do in 10 minutes? What is it that I can do in 15 minutes? And then the next thing about motivation, so many people talking about the, uh, the why it matters, right? The, the the why, the purpose, and and also the, you know, I need to find a motivation. Um, okay. The way I see it, you know, the way I see it, oh, willpower, this is another thing, right? The willpower and motivation. My opinion, it's overrated. What really stuck is that to create a small habit and to use the the people around you, the nearest people around you, being accountable for you. So, for example, um, in my, I don't, I don't really, to be honest with you, Gaurav, I'm not looking for motivation from far resource. I look motivation and inspiration. The person closest, you know, closest okay. to me, which is to my husband, right? And you know how busy, you know how busy he is with with his work and you know, we have early morning, you know, workshop 8 a.m., but, you know, by he get up 6 a.m. and then do even it's only like 15 minutes exercise, he will do it. You know, it's right. and it's not for the sake of it's not for the sake of um, um, self-serving purpose, but it's more for the sake of because when he move, the energy is different. You know, and it's, it will serve the, something that is bigger to himself. And this is why for me, fitness is really, really important. People often seeing it as an as in-focus kind of game. But actually, if you play it right, um, the reason why you want to be fit is for people around you, people that matter most to you. So be emotionally connected with the purpose. Start now and start small.
0: Awesome. That's a great piece of advice and of course, I have uh, uh, read some of this in Fit to Lead and I've, I've heard you uh, with some of the content that's out there and in person as well. But I really hope that, you know, the listeners would have um, the great insights that they gathered today uh, put into practice and... Uh, uh, somebody somewhere starts with a with a you know sort of transformation goal tomorrow. Uh, that'll be my success. But uh, to the least, um, it was a great pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, sorry, and I truly appreciate it. Start of the year could be uh, really busy for you but taking time out uh, and as i said that i do intend to reach to as many people as i could through these conversations and uh, this really helps a lot um, a big deal in in where i'm intending to uh, to take this so thanks a lot again for taking up to do this uh, taking time out to do this today and share all the great insights with my listeners
1: it's my pleasure i enjoyed and thank you very much for having me
0: thank you so much you have a great happy new year and uh, have a great day you too thank you all right so that was sari marston talking about her journey and the importance of fitness and the right way of working towards high performance and success with this i will see you next week with a new guest and an interesting topic till then you have a great happy new year and take care of yourself stay tuned to the untuned podcast This is your host, Gaurav.